Hello, everybody. My name is Tony Cardenas, and this is the Indy Real Estate Market Weekly Podcast. Today, I'm sitting here with Shelly Walters with FC Tucker, Kyle Morris with FC Tucker here in the Carmel office, and Justin Griffith with Keller Williams, Indy Metro North. Hey, Justin, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you, Tony? Good. Shelly? I'm doing wonderful. Thank Kyle, you. Kyle, how's it going? I'm tired. I'm are you? Good. How you yeah. been selling a lot of houses? Yeah, it's been a lot out there, but uh, weather helps. Yeah, you know what? Helps. I think the market's changing just a tick, a tick, I said. I agree. But hey, uh, let's talk about it. What are you seeing in the market right now, Kyle? Uh, I'm seeing more houses come on the market. Um, it's super, super competitive. I mean, it's just getting worse. Um, I mean, worse is a relative word, I guess. <laughs> but um, I'm just seeing more. And I'm seeing uh, better selection and things like that. I mean, you got to be very, very active to be out there. But at the same time, I'm seeing a lot of good stuff. And then I would say down inside the loop and stuff like that. Um, we've been having a lot of luck with like sub 200 stuff too in the past like probably two weeks we've been getting a lot of stuff with down payment assistance and and there's just a lot on the market in that yeah, price it, range as well right now and along along with that you know the rates have kind of ticked up a little bit not too bad but uh you know people are a lot of people are getting requalified because they've been qualified on those lower rates so they got to look at that to make sure they can afford the house and not have a payment shock but justin what are you seeing out here uh inside the loop the numbers are down substantially over last year okay yep. well we know that but um uh by about half so it's about the opposite of what kyle's seeing well you know yeah, where was, he's at yeah i know but uh, right shelly was just talking about prior to the show that uh shelly let's talk about carmel what it was like a year ago to what it is now yes. as in the listings in the market yeah so carmel doing um the stats for the last year you know this week 2022 there were 70 homes that hit the market, and this week it was 36. So we are down 50% in Carmel with the, you know, we always had all these people that, you know, they kind of generalize, oh, the past two years, the past two years. This year is, yeah, this year is just a um, totally different year from the last two years. And that's years. all that matters right now because this is the, what the, what yeah. the people are buying. But it. people just keep saying the last two years, and like we're a continuation into a third year. I don't right. feel that we are into a third year of the last no. two years. I think we're in a totally different year again. So if we just look at the stats for Carmel again, like I said, only 36 hit the market, 23 of those pended. So um, Man, median, fast. median day on market is five for the past seven days and the past 30 days it's been four. So we are really just the houses are going fast. And the other thing I think we talked a little bit about last week and what I'm seeing more and more of is these houses aren't being left open for sale um, that like people being able to look at the house over the weekend. A lot of houses are selling within that first to two, one to two days. If we wanted to really look and see how many houses are selling, but in wait a minute, what, what, what do you mean by that? They're not, they're not being left open. Explain well, it to me. Well, just because when we used to say we had an, if you had an average day of four, that would be you know like basically one house would sell in four days. That was our average because everybody would put the house on the market and let the sale happen for four days. Let the buyers get in and look at the house for right. about four days, and then all offers would be due like on Monday right. or Sunday night. But if they're buying the house, they're, but they're not. We're not seeing agents keep them open anymore. But but, but let me ask you a question. Why would I want to? I'm selling my home. Mm -hmm. You sold my home. I accepted the offer as a seller. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody else in my home. Well, so the you reason want more we, people in the yeah, home. But so why do I? If, 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 in case to get a better offer. Well, because last year the offer. But wait a minute. I accepted the offer. Hold I, on. I accepted the offer. Why do I want to let more people? I'm just no, asking well, a no, question. Well, no, no, no. That's, that's what we're trying to explain. So like last year is what we're kind of going off of. You wouldn't have accepted the offer, okay? Yeah, you but that's would, not. No, you you knew you were going to get multiple explain offers. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So people are coming in, and because interest rates were lower last of year, course. 
that was generating even multiple more, offers, not just that even more exorbitantly over list price. And now because we have still increased in property values this year, absolutely, I don't feel like we're, and people are a little acclimated as to what an offer would take in those situations. They're offering on, on day one and day two, and you're getting 60,000 instead of waiting until Sunday. And people are, to your point, are just doing it. We're just saying it's different from last year, right. where we drove it until Sunday because there would be more people in there. The offers are just so competitive now yeah, but that it closes the door. I, I agree with days. that. But my point is, if I accepted an offer and Shelly was my realtor, I said, that's it. We're done. And it's a solid offer. Well, that's that's what we're saying. Tony, you're not listening. That's what we're saying. That's what agents are doing, and there are no more showings. So if you as a buyer or a buyer's agent are not in that house within that first day, there's a really good chance there's no opportunity the second day. And that's not the way everybody was doing it last year. Last year, people were giving like three to four days to allow other people to come in. Mm -hmm. All the multiple offers were driven up. But exactly what Kyle just said, I think agents have become very well aware of how to write a very good offer nowadays buyers are more ready to it and so offers that are being written on that first day are so competitive the sellers are like i'm out i'm done i'll take it to your point because like i don't want to hold the house open all week gotcha okay makes sense we're just saying it's different from last year where we kind of gave an extra couple days and it's just not happening so yeah so so enough on that let's recap uh carmel and go to uh westfield carmel had 36 hit the market 23 pended currently there are 77 active in carmel uh, only 46 are resales. So if you look, I just wanted to break that down because we look at it as, you know, a number of gotcha. 46 houses for sale in Carmel. What does that mean for an average buyer? So if you're a buyer in the price point in Carmel between 200 and 400, you have four homes to look at right now. If you're in the price point of 400 to 600, right. you have 11 to look at. Gotcha. If you're between 600 and 800, you have seven. 800 to 1 million, you have six. Well, if you're over a million, you have 13. So go to that point and you have a lot more to choose from. But anyway, um, in the past 30 days, 121 homes sold with an average days of four on the market. So um, these Good time to sell a home in Carmel. Yeah, days on market are very, very um, fast right now. Westfield, 49 hit the market last year, was 47. So it's about the same for Westfield. 21 of those pended, average days on market was four. Um, the active homes on in on Westfield, 170, but 92 are new builds. Again, we always talk yeah. about how that's real deep, um, big misconception of what's really available yeah, out there. Some of those houses going to take anywhere from eight months to. <laughs> Yeah, they're mm-hmm. not really months. available. You yeah, could, you can go, you can I, go, I looked this week, dirt. 60% of the market in Westfield is new construction. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. And that that's so that you're down to, you know, 60 homes available. Um, 30 days past, we've had 121 sell, nine days on market as the average. In Zionsville, 16 hit the market one year ago, 19. So about the same for Zionsville. 11 of those pended with an average days of uh, Hot market. market in Zionsville. Yep. Four days on market for them. Currently active in Zionsville, 44, nothing out there for them hardly, and 48 have sold in the past 30 days with an average days of three. So we are at three and four in Carmel, Westfield, and Zionsville, average days on market. So if you're wanting to sell your home, it's a perfect time. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on for a minute. Let's uh, shift over to Big Daddy Kyle over here in the uh, Fishers area. <laughs> Never make that sound again. (laughs) Anyway, so so what I was saying, though, like as I get ready to go through this into like Justin's point, 
So we are way down from last year, right? But I work with all, everybody on this podcast works with buyers and sellers both, right? Like we don't do exclusively just listings or just exclusively right. buyers. What I'm looking at is my current pool of clients that I'm working with to try to find a property. And I just looked and this is the most houses that have been on the market in the past 15 weeks. Okay. That's what I mean. Like I'm doing homes. Uh, so for Fishers, I have 79 on the market, right? So we had 48 go on the market anywhere from 190 to 2.1 million. 20 are still active. 28 of them pended. 40 actually in total pended last week with an average of like 20 days on market. But even then, that it was actually down to five when you actually looked at it because I had one that had been on the market 295 days, which disproportionately affected the numbers. And then in Noblesville, we had 33 go on the market anywhere from 152 to 936. 21 are still active. Um, 12 of them pended, 23 total pended, 85 are on the market and days on market there is 15, which if you remember like over the past, like six months, Noblesville has historically been higher days on market and it is now less than Fisher's is currently. Okay. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So what do you expect in that market? I mean, that's a, a market that has a little bit of inventory. Yeah, it has more than, I mean, it has more than Fisher. It has just about more than everybody but Westfield, actually, right now. So, okay. Yeah. And uh, are the houses going at list price? Um, uh, I, I, I know that's a tough question. Yeah, I mean, that's sales now. right now with the builders. Every every week I'm getting notifications on price drops, new yeah. move-in specs ready, interest you know, buy-downs. I, I can see that in the building world, but, you know, when you want to buy a house that's ready to go so your family can move in, I, I think you got to knock all that out of the way. And that seems to me the person that has a nice home that a realtor has listed, it would seem to me that you're probably not going to discount that house. Well, you're not going to discount it, but you, your question is, is what, what are the prices going for these? And we can, uh, on, next on, week on, we can really look at, at uh, this. Single past, homes? Yeah. For not the past builder. 30 days, okay. we can start looking at that. But I will just tell you that in my experience, the past two to three weeks in the prices between four and 700,000, it's about 10% over list mm-hmm. is what I I'm agree seeing. With that. Okay. So. But you look at below that when you're looking in what you had already said, the right. 100 to 200 price point, 100 to 250, right. they're not going to go substantially over because this is a price point where people are barely able to have their down payment with these new interest rates. So you're not right. seeing escalations on the 100 to 250 to 300. It's where they start from four to 700 where people have a little bit more um, income available to throw at a price. And that's where those are the houses that usually sell within the first day or to because these people really understand now throw 60 to 70 thousand dollars at it as an over you know do the appraisal gap do all that stuff but you're not going to see that in the hundred to 200 we just so last week we got um one that was it was like 110 right and we got it for 1000 over list we got one that was closer to two we got it for 2000 over list but we got one in the sixes and it was sixty thousand dollars over list in carmel right it's crazy um well, We're still writing offers like that at the low price, but you know, it's just like, is the appraisal gap coverage there? Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. But when you're starting to talk about a thousand to four thousand dollars, you know, the odds that an appraisal is going to catch that and you're going to be okay and absorb it anyways it is, it, it, it is. Yeah. I, I want yeah, to touch on something so our listeners understand this. Yeah. Okay. In a in a short paragraph, explain appraisal gap so they understand what's going on. I can let you guys take it. I mean, feel free one of you guys to speak up if you want. It's, it's pretty easy to understand. Once you understand it, it's a complex idea. But right. I think we can explain it here if one of you guys want to take it and explain it in layman terms. It's, it's just basically guaranteeing the offer to a certain okay. extent. Yeah, say you're buying a house for 500 You have an appraisal gap of 20000 So if for any reason the appraisal came in 20000 less, you're saying, I'm going to pay that difference 
before the offer is even on the accepted. purchase agreement. Yeah, so you know that they have the funds. Uh, you're not going to have any other hiccups come up with the, you know, the house financing or anything or the like lender, that. They're, right. they're just a very valid okay. buyer. I just don't think all of our that's on top that. of the down payment. Right. Yep. right. Yeah. So another twenty thousand above and beyond your down payment is right. now being brought, even though you were just told it, it's not valued at the price you exactly. You've okay. Yeah. And I so just, when we're talking about twenty thousand dollars over list, you know, I mean. I would say majority of all agents, uh, they price a house correctly. You know, we put a lot of time and effort sure. into pricing a house. $20,000 over list, realistically, like it most likely will not appraise and we need some kind of guarantee for it. We start talking about so something that is a little bit lower price point, one to $5,000, like that, can, that no, can be subjective. I just wanted our listeners so. to uh, understand that because somebody did ask me a question about that about three weeks ago. And I said, the next time it pops up, I said, I just want to elaborate on a little bit. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. Okay, well, Justin. It, I'll just say real quick why that came up is um, back in the day, two years ago, when everybody <laughs> would start saying, I'm going to give you 550, even though it's listed at five. <laughs> It was a ploy to get chosen as the offer. So my offer really was a fake offer because they're like, we know it won't appraise. And then we'll get into the old-fashioned days when, you know, five, six years ago. Negotiate. When you yeah. would negotiate right. now. So the seller is now, like, thinking they're getting 550. They've turned down 510, 520, Absolutely. But they saw a 550. And we came to the conclusion that, wait a minute, if you're going to say 550 guarantee it so you were to guarantee 100 percent of everything you just offered so if the house is listed at 500 we want a hundred percent appraisal gap for that offer so if you get appraised at 500 you're bringing that extra fifty thousand to closing i'm glad, I'm glad you did that extra step you, you, in this too i really am you could offer 50 over and guarantee 15 of it or two yeah, of i got it. You. Or, you know what i mean like there's a there's a bunch of different well we got the do. idea down i just yeah. wanted the listeners yeah. to hear and some of the newer agents here we got a lot of agents that listen to this show and as you know, Kyle and Shelly and Justin, they reach out to you. Okay, Justin, let's move over to a broad ripple down here in the indie market. Uh, yeah, so like I said, my numbers are down substantially. I think last year I had about five times the amount of okay. listings active. Uh, but right now we had seven new hit the market, five of which pended in broad We're, ripple. Broad ripple, okay. Yep, and uh, that leaves 10 on the market priced anywhere from 115 up to 1.5 million. And what's uh, that average of 756 I see on your page? Well, we had two closings last week. Yeah, so yeah, one of them uh, was 925. So that really yeah, skyrocketed yeah, yeah. the uh, kind of average. Uh, yes. And days on market is what? Uh, days on market averages 15 and the median's eight. So wow. still extremely low. Okay. And what about Meridian Kessler? Uh, Meridian Kessler, uh, we actually had a lot hit the market uh, compared to months past. Gotcha. Uh, we had 13 active, uh, six of which are pending. We also had six closings priced anywhere from 289 up to 865. Uh, average days on the market was nine, median was six. Uh, Bates Hendricks was pretty slow. We had five new hit the market, four of which pended. Actually, three of those were listed over seven days ago, so gotcha. they're not really truly accurate. Uh, nine total listings, which is extremely low, priced anywhere from 255 to 490. And I had one closing for 325. Okay. Set on the market for three days. Uh, lastly, Fountain Square, we had uh, two new hit the market, one of which pended. We have 22 active, priced anywhere from 175 to 695. And uh, we had two closings, average price at 237. 139 was the low, and 425 was the high. Okay. It's weird, like, as you're talking about the inventory is being low um, in those areas, because I remember. I want to say it was like last summer we were talking about how all the inventory was downtown and it was oh, like yeah. all the condos and like that was the only place you could find inventory yeah. was downtown right. uh, last summer. 
Well, it's 22 in Fountain Square sounds kind That's of a lot. High. That is that is pretty high for lately. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, Sounds like yeah. a lot, right. Yeah. Fountain Square is a the pretty Fountain's, small area. Yeah, and it's yeah. hot right now. I know? need some of those to sell because I got one coming up down there. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> nice. There you go. I want less competition. I have one coming up in Broderville, so I'll be one of your one out of three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Can we tell anybody the address? Nope. No. <laughs> My sellers aren't quite ready. Yeah. <laughs> I will right. say something else I'm seeing, and I don't know about you guys, but just looking at the numbers right now, like we have low inventory, you know, the rates are high. I have a lot of, like a lot of clients that are wanting to wait right now. But what I see happening is next year, say rates start to come down because it doesn't look like they're really going to come down much at all this year. No, they're if, not. Uh, yeah, I, I'm telling you, you're going to, you, you got an 18 month. I'm just telling you, Wall Street Barron's report, we're talking 18 months yeah. before you really start seeing something. I'm going to, I'm going to hit on the 18. Yep. And I just, I feel like a lot of people are waiting and, you know, say for instance, like last year you're approved to 400 and now you're buying a 250. Right. You're not buying right now because you're looking at about half the price. So next year or whenever the year, you know, when the rates start to right. come down, we're going to have even a bigger influx of people yep. that have mm -hmm. been pent up buyers right. and it's going to continue to raise the prices. So uh, raise the prices of the houses. So here's what's going to happen in my eyes is that it's going to knock some buyers out, obviously, but it's also going to make some buyers get in the market, right? Yep. And, you know, the, the people don't, don't want the 250 home today. What will that 250 home be in 24 months? Well, well that's what I was going yeah. to say is it's going to continue to go up. Like whenever the, the wave of buyers comes out, with the, when the rates start coming down and they realize they can afford more, I think it's going to be even worse than it was two years ago. I agree with that because to your point as well, Tony, it's like, Okay, so you don't want to pay your six and a half interest rate. So you're going to wait till it's a 5.2, but it's going to be 30% higher. I'd rather pay six and a half. Because the six and a half percent interest rate for 18 yeah. to 24 months is a heck of a lot less than, you know. So you can uh, refinance, buy it now oh, and easy. refinance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, easy. Or buy now it's and then be, resell in two years. But and then you've got <laughs> equity. I mean, but it's hard. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm an agent. We're all agents here besides Tony. And, and it's. I mean, that's a tough situation to be in. Like, I can tell you what I would do. I'm not currently doing it because like, I'm just happy in my house. But like to say, like, these are easy decisions to make. They're not. And, oh, and, not and, at all. I mean, but you got to understand the math and the equity. You got to understand the math and the equity. You know, we need to do an example like we did a long time ago, Shelly. Yeah. Uh, we need to do another example of what if a uh, what if uh, a 250 goes to three to 325. Mm -hmm. And do you pay the what if price with the high interest rate today? Or vice versa, and we ought to do a breakdown on that. That's easy for me to do. I'll have Shelly do the. I'll do the numbers, and I'll have Shelly go over it with me. But the bottom line is, um, you're going to have interest rates come down 18 to 24 months. You're going to see the first dive of refinancing, and then you're going to see the second dive of refinancing. You look at it every time in the Wall Street Journal, and then you're going to see the third dive. And after the third dive of refinancing. You know, that's going to be your lowest rate level, which would take about a three and a half to five year span, right? And then it's a, it's a cycle. It's all going to start all over again. But I have no idea where this inventory is going to go, as in the appreciation value between like Carmel. Some of the numbers we get in Carmel, it's just crazy. And some of the numbers we get down in Broad Ripple are crazy. You know, the houses in Broad Ripple are going up so much quicker, really, than the houses in Meridian Kessler because they're affordable. Well, and I mean, I've grown up in the Indianapolis area, went to North Central. So the Broad Ripple area is kind of a little bit, you know, just amazing to me when sometimes you tell me what some the of those houses sale prices oh, are. Some, some of those houses like, I used to refinance uh, for 80 grand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's one listed for 1.5 right now. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I, yeah. I know it. It's That's crazy, but crazy. To, to your point, though, like I think. I don't know what's going to be like next year or the year after that, but I, I was reading an article a friend of mine sent to me and like in the next 10 years, we're poised to have the 
greatest transfer of generational wealth absolutely ever, right and, and absolutely. like i i'm not lucky enough to be one of those beneficiaries yeah, it's just not like uh my family situation if that makes sense but at the same time like it'll be more expensive but people will be in a different situation financially because of what the the baby boomers have been able to accomplish absolutely. and all the uh the amount of money and wealth that they i mean that's when we really started learning about um, 401ks and all these other things and people started to save for retirement better sure. and better and better and that will get started to be passed down in the next 10 12 years right and so i don't know if it will it's just going to make things worse because there's just so much money in the market these days and you're going to just end up with a whole bunch more well a lot of cash offers too which yeah. is was we never saw i i just have a buyer that we're, i'm working with right now and i have been working with them for about six months they kind of come and go and come and go and you know, we've said on the podcast, which would be fun to go back and listen to a year ago, what we were predicting and a, two years ago, what we were predicting. But I know very much that in January of this year, we were saying, buy now, buy now, yeah. buy oh, now, yeah. because we were saying it's going to get worse. And it has, and it is. And I had a conversation with my buyers when we went out and looked at houses again. And they're like, well, what do you see happening? What do you see happening? And I'm like, well, we had this conversation last fall. And what I saw happening or thought we saw happening already happened. Mm -hmm. And now it's happening double because it's happening even again. And that is in regards to these prices are going up. The rates are going up. So every time we say now is the time to buy, now is the time to sell, yeah. it changes. And in three to four months from now... That was a great time to buy. We're in today. Oh, yeah. So today we're in a, gr a market where in January we were saying buy now. Yeah. So we keep saying buy now, but it just keeps but getting the problem, more and more unaffordable. Right. But here's what the problem is. Like buy now, if you see a nice house out here, and I'm going to talk about Carmel right now or anywhere. But if you see a nice home here in Carmel right now, or you see a nice home in uh, Broad Ripple, if, if you better buy it, yeah, mm -hmm. because it's not—it's not it, that house won't turn for a long time. Remember, you got a new buyer in there. What's the average for people staying in their homes now? Seven to ten. Seven to ten. Well, years? I would—I mean, it's been less over the past okay. two years because. Like but the bottom—but the yeah, bottom but. line is, you see a nice home in Carmel. It's like Shelly, you just bought a new home that's going to be under, that's under construction. You know what? Thank God you bought it now. Just think if you would have bought it six months from now, you're going to deal with another price increase and higher interest rates. Oh yeah. my gosh, there, yeah. Are, yeah. there are so many neighborhoods in Carmel in particular where a house has not been on the market in 20 years. And I don't mean the whole neighborhood, but like that right. house has Absolutely. not been resold in 20 years. And you, you're going to have a one-time chance to get that property, right? Because somebody moved there and they stayed for a very, very, very long time. Um, and I just think you're going to start seeing some of that stuff. To your point, like, so if you see an opportunity... You better jump on it. Yeah, you do. Get well, especially because if you've been in the market for a while, let's just say you've looked for two to three months and you're not finding anything and you're not finding anything and then you see the one you really, really like, that's when you need to be prepared and ready to make that crazy offer that we've been yep. talking about because it's not going to be just by chance hoping. I, I mean, this is just my thought. If you're a buyer hoping it won't happen to you, you won't have to do that escalation. Yeah. Okay. Then you would want to have to do something like 5000 over list. I mean, when you finally see that house, be Get ready to do it. Yep. Okay. Hey, everybody. This show's getting a little long. We're at 22 minutes. I just want to tell you, this show has been brought to you by Executive Portfolio Magazine and also SimpleMortgage123.net, NMLS1821008. If you have any questions on mortgages, give us a call at 317-376-8001. Shelly, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how could they do it, please? You can reach me on my cell phone, 317-201-2601, Shelly Walters, Village Group. Kyle. Sir. How would they get a hold of you? Uh, Sports Property Group with FC Tucker's 317-649-5122. 
Is that with FC Tucker? That is with us. I just want to make sure we got FC Tucker in the game. And let's talk about Keller Williams, Justin, with Keller Williams. Is that Indy Metro North what? Northeast. Northeast. Do they have a Northwest? There's a North. Do they have a South? Yes. Yes. Okay, what's the difference? And a West. Are the Northeast agents the better ones? That's what I've heard. Well, I cannot comment on my fellow employees. I think we're all great. All right. And how would they get a hold of you, Justin? Uh, Phone number 317-507-5599, website fishers.realestate or customcontainerbuilders.com. Okay, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. And um, we're going to have more updates on inventory next week. And it looks like the market is really starting to shake it. So call one of these realtors to buy a home. Thank you, everybody.